how long do you argue your point before admitting when or where you're wrong? Hello, my name is Denise M. Lang, and I am the Chief Empowerment Specialist for Demi Enterprises, a coaching and consulting firm geared at helping people and organizations get clear about their purpose. I have over 20 years of experience in both corporate America and Christian ministry work. What both arenas have taught me is this, in order to be effective and successful, you will need to have a clear understanding of who you are and how you show up in the world. This podcast is a space where we can discuss how your purpose is connected to your everyday relationships and your everyday decisions. The Pointing to Purpose podcasts are conversations about unearthing how your choices affect where you are and how making necessary adjustments can get you closer to living the life you are meant to live. My assignment is to remind you that it is always about your purpose. Let's get started. I recently had a situation where I used a resource to assist me in completing a project. The client was anxious to receive the finalized project, so I pushed the resource to get me a draft for review and submission. Before starting on the project, I provided the resource with a draft of the old project, which provided verbiage that needed to be duplicated in the new project. I also advised which template needed to be used in creating this new document. So once I received the draft, I made the assumption that the verbiage was moved over from the old document. My review of the draft assumed that the required information was already there and that I was checking for newly provided information. Although there were some missteps by my client, I should not have allowed their anxiousness to receive the completed product to keep me from thoroughly reviewing the document for all necessary information. The client communicated their frustration with the delay of the completed project, and this delay was ultimately my responsibility. As the saying goes, the buck stops here. I could have easily made excuses about my resources failure to include what was provided to them, as well as their delay in response for updates. However, no matter what resources I choose to use to complete the project, how I completed the work was my responsibility and of no concern to the client. In the end, the client and I were able to get past this moment. My takeaway from this experience was that I am ultimately responsible and accountable for what I agreed to provide to someone. My level of maturity is shown when I'm able to say I am responsible for this. I believe at times our feelings of embarrassment or even our concern for how we are viewed by other people, especially those we have to give an account to, causes us to want to find blame somewhere else. Growth and development will only take place when you own your stuff. 
People tend to be more forgiving when you own your mistakes and apologize for any inconveniences you cause them. And if your oversight costs you financially, consider it an expensive error that you must learn from and avoid in the future. It is easier to recover lost revenue than it is to recover a damaged reputation. Decide wisely how you manage your reputation by how you handle your mistakes. Next, let's discuss how we can minimize the missteps that cause us to make avoidable mistakes. The failure to communicate clearly will cost you on some level. When you are interacting with another person, you can never assume that you are both on the same page or speaking the same language. The onus is on you as the person providing a service to make sure that your client understands what you're willing to provide and you both have clearly agreed upon expectations. And when I say clearly agreed upon expectations, I'm talking about having a contract in place. My mother has drilled in my head from my youth the importance of having documentation. It's hard to dispute what is in writing. Contracts are a very necessary component of doing business. I believe we would save ourselves a lot of frustration and anxiety if we would just communicate clearly. Most times we assume that people we're doing business with knows about the conversation going on in our head concerning their requests. If you're going to advocate for yourself effectively, you need to state and sometimes restate what it is you need from the other person to properly provide your services. Never make assumptions about what your client understands. I find that when I clearly share what I'm able to do and what it will cost, I'm able to identify actual potential clients. Clients can clearly absorb what is available to them through my services and can make a very informed decision on how they proceed when I provide it to them in writing. Because what I've learned in some cases the hard way is that I do not want to waste time on, or energy on someone who does not take seriously what it is I do. Also, the cost is the cost. I just recently read a post explaining that you're not merely paying for an hour of my time. You're paying for my years of experience and training and effort to get to this point while investing in yourself. When I'm clear about these things for myself, I can clearly communicate to others with no attachment to the outcome of their decision. It's business, not personal. How you present yourself is how others will treat you. People will try to get you to operate on their level of understanding. It is your job to pull them up to your level of understanding and con conducting your business professionally and consistently will help you accomplish this. What is one way you can ensure communicating clearly? I will tell you right after this short break. Consistently checking yourself will help to ensure that you communicate clearly. Self-awareness will always require that I check myself. I must 
ask myself the hard questions when it comes to ensuring that I'm doing the right thing. I recently reread the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And here are the four agreements that he talks about in the book. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. I have spent the last two weeks repeating these agreements to myself every day. What made me revisit the book was the project I talked about in the beginning of this podcast. Initially, my first reaction to my client's displeasure to the delayed project was to get upset about what occurred, place blame on the resource I used and the client's lack of communication. Then I had to stop and realize that I cannot take personally the client's response because I am the one who made assumptions regarding the project. It's not always easy to admit when you're wrong or take full responsibility, even when there are other players involved. But at the end of the day, your end game should always be about doing your best. You can only control you and no one else, and you can only check yourself and no one else. I'm not saying that you won't feel some level of frustration, because you will. However, practicing these agreements will help you to relinquish the need to control. Remember, we talked about getting out of control in the last podcast. I know it's been a while, but go back and listen to it if you need to remember. Your ability to admit when you're wrong, communicate clearly, and check yourself will allow you to effectively walk in your purpose and complete your assignment satisfactorily. Don't allow the need to be right to cause you to miss out on your blessings. Your destiny is so much bigger than any snapshot in time. So don't let pride delay your progress. Life is always teaching you necessary lessons. Get the lessons so you can continue to successfully advance forward. Thank you for listening to the Pointing to Purpose podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the platform you're listening on to receive notifications of newly published episodes. Also, I would really appreciate your liking, sharing, and even leaving a review. This helps the podcast gain listeners. So until the next time, be empowered.